On this week's news show, we discuss Disney's efforts to help Hurricane Harvey victims, the second Force Friday event coming to Disney Springs, and rumors of some possible new names for Disney's Hollywood Studios. You are listening to the Capture the Magic podcast. everybody and welcome to capture the magic podcast episode 22 this is our official news show where we cover all of the best disney news and rumors of the week and we also have a monday show called Diz talks where we chat about fun disney topics like attractions restaurants special events and a whole lot more on this past Diz talk episode we previewed mickey's not so scary halloween party so check that out after the show if you haven't already And we love getting feedback, so we'd appreciate if you'd subscribe to our podcast and leave a review and let us know what you like and what you don't like, what we could do better in the future. You can find this show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And we are, of course, on social media, like everybody else. (laughs) You can find all that information about that in the show notes. And if you want to have a chance to win a free t-shirt, go ahead and subscribe to our newsletter on CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com. So my name is Jamie, and I am joined by my always amazing husband, Jared. Hey, Jared. Well, hello. Thank you for that intro. You're welcome. You're welcome. How are you uh, this evening? Uh, good. My back hurts a little bit, but I'm good. Yeah. Just, you know. I, I think that's the old age talking. No, you're not old, but well, you get older and your back hurts. Could be that. Mowing the yard, I, I despise doing that, and so... Who likes mowing the yeah, yard? I so honestly, fun, so. unless somebody pays you, but yeah. <laughs> but, no, I'm good. Look <laughs> good. So, um, you know, we leave for our trip pretty soon. Really soon. Really soon. Um, we're actually recording this on Wednesday night, so we will be leaving in the afternoon tomorrow. So today for you guys, um, if you're listening to this on Thursday, and. We uh, we're kind of really excited about what we're going to get to do. We've we've talked about briefly on other shows about what we're going to get to see, get to do, get to cover, and um, you know we're going to get to do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, Food and Wine Festival. Um, we're going to see Happily Ever After fireworks, Hallow Wishes, of course, with the Halloween party, the Star Wars Galactic, oh, Galactic. What is it called? Uh. I've- it's a good question. I don't know the official name. Dang. I just called it Star Wars Fireworks. Oh, man. that's me- Yeah, me too. Um, we'll have some restaurant reviews and probably just daily vlogs about what we're doing. Um, so what's, what's, uh, what's, what's going to be your favorite thing, you think, when we go? Uh, I would say the one I'm most excited for is a Halloween party because I've never done it. I've done yeah. food and wine before. I mean, I still love food and wine, but I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to... At least trying to um, ride the in Pandora. Um, oh yeah, it's escaping me now. The ride, the flight of passage. Yes, flight of passage. Yeah, uh, that is something I'm excited to hopefully be able to do. But I'm kind of not. I'm not giving my hopes up because there can be like two and a half hour wait times. So 
I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I, I hope it's not as, as, as busy as it has been. And I don't think it will be on the day we go, but you know, we'll yeah. see. So, but that's, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah. I would say the Halloween party more than that. But I think I'm most looking forward to, yeah, the Halloween party. Um, but I also, I also am looking forward to Happily Ever After. I am too. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's funny because we were there know, like two weeks before they ended Wishes. Not even two weeks. It yeah. was like the 5th and they changed it on the 12th. It was like, yeah, it was like a week. Yeah. So, of May. And I liked Wishes, yeah. so hopefully, from what I've seen, Happily Ever After looks pretty amazing. So, yeah. We've just, we just seen videos and like YouTube and stuff. So, yeah. But I've heard from everybody that has seen it in person that they say seeing on a video doesn't do it near the justice that seeing it in person does. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully that holds true. Yes, true. So we'll be covering all those things that we mentioned, and we will be posting those videos up on YouTube after we get back. Um, I don't have a like a specific timeline for that, just because you know, you know, we're busy. Um, but we'll uh, we'll do that as as fast no as we can. No excuse. I, I'm just I'm just saying. How dare and you. Uh, while we're on our trip. Um, you look for our, our posts on Instagram and on Facebook and follow us on our stories as well. I'll be posting on the stories a lot. So you can follow us in the parks and during the Halloween party, food and wine. So It can be like you're there without actually being there. Exactly. Which we, is probably torture. <laughs> but so. We may try to do Facebook Live. I don't know if we'll get to that yet, but definitely on instagram so if you're not following us on instagram go ahead and do that after you listen to the show and what's that username I, it, it's capture the magic teas um on instagram oh okay yeah thanks thanks jerry mm-hmm. and it's capture the magic on youtube so um look for that again whenever we get back so so anyway that's all we want to talk about before the news let's just jump into the news jared just jumping right in. Just jump in. We've got a couple good ones. Uh, first news story is that Bill Nye has hit Disney with a $37 million fraud suit over the science guy profits from back when he was Bill Nye the science guy. I guess technically he still is, but his show that was called that like when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, reads that Bill Nye is suing the Walt Disney Company and a host of its subsidiaries today for more than $37 million, alleging he didn't receive his fair share of the net profits generated by his long-running series, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, this is in quotes here. Plaintiff's plaintiff is informed and believes and thereon alleges that as a direct and proximate result of the defendant's breach of fiduciary duty, this is all lawyer Ooh. speak, yeah. Plaintiff has suffered damages in the amount of not less than $9,350,560. Okay. Uh, it's basically just like $9 million. The 28-page suit filed Thursday in Los Angeles Superior Court says that Nye received a check in April 2008 for $585,000 as his share of the net profits. However, a few months later, Buena Vista... I can never say that word. <laughs> Buena Vista. Buena Vista Television sent a second letter retracting its prior calculations. According to the second letter, Nye instead owed BTV $496,000. Uh, when the suit was filed, Deadline reached out to Disney and its fellow corporate defendants to no response. 
This lawsuit is a publicity ploy, and we look forward to vigorously defending it, Buena Vista TV said in a pretty standard statement on that finally was announced uh, late Friday. So, Yeah, it says the suit that Nine is lawyers put before the court contends that the disturbing size of the supposed accounting error, coupled with the seeming indifference of both B. Buena Vista Television and WDC, left Nye suspicious of the veracity of the accounting. So basically, he stopped receiving royalty or any payments in 2008 and because he he didn't pay back what they said he owed. Right. So, okay. My first response to the question uh, is, is, why did it take him this long to then file a lawsuit? That is a great question. Like, that right off the bat is fishy to me because... Exactly. This and is- where does... Okay, so the $37 million is coming from I mean okay so he thinks he he gets like 9 million something. So where's the other 28 I million mean, coming from? I mean the lawyers are going to say what the lawyers are going to say but more than likely it's a bigger number to try and give yourself negotiating room. Oh okay. So basically he's going to throw out a big number. Okay. In the hopes that Disney he gets something will want to settle. He probably doesn't want to take this to trial. He probably wants Disney to come back and say we'll give you half that or a quarter of that or whatever to go away yeah so he throws at the bigger number okay that's probably second question though so he is supposed to have received 585,000 in april of 2008 but then has to pay back 496,000 of that by an accounting error so if this is true who is doing their accounting (laughs) you know what i mean like that's real i mean like I would be a little suspicious of that. Agreed. And if he really wasn't going to pay it back, why didn't they have a problem with that in 2008? Like, why, if they're, like, I guess they did if they stopped paying him royalty payments, but wouldn't they go after him in some other way? I don't know. I was just curious. I, I this just, this is very weird. The whole I, thing definitely seems odd. It does. So I, I don't it know really the does. inner workings. I'm not going to lie. I remember watching Bill Nutt, a science guy in school mm-hmm. like when we had a, a day where we were just like it was just one of those days where it's like okay the teacher put in a video and just got to watch something i thought it was i thought it was fun i thought it was really fun yeah i um i don't know if it was i mean i don't know if it's worth 28 million plus more than the 9 million he got but anyway i, don't I guess know. i'm we'll curious see. that the I, I guess i'm curious about the syndication i don't know where it's Synd- where it was syndicated to because my understanding was oh. it only showed in schools but Did, is it was it on disney it had no to, i don't no. think it was on disney i don't know it, it might have been i don't know crazy but yeah so lots of uh lots of lawyer jargon in this in this article that we pulled but anyway so just a interesting interesting little report so yeah let's go on to the next one uh, next one is Disney commits $1 million to Hurricane Harvey relief and announces, quote-unquote, day of giving. Uh, this past weekend, a category, category 4 hurricane made landfall in eastern Texas, and while the storm has weakened, it's led to catastrophic flooding in Houston and surrounding areas. Today, the Walt Disney Company in Houston ABC affiliate KTRK announced a pledge to donate $1 million to the American Red Cross to help aid the victims of Hurricane Harvey. Uh, Additionally, eligible Disney employee donations to the American Red Cross and other qualified organizations involved in the Hurricane Harvey relief effort will be matched dollar for dollar by Disney employee matching gifts, a program of the Walt Disney Company Foundation. 
And it says Disney and ABC are hosting a day of giving this Thursday, August 31st, with proceeds going to the American Red Cross. During the day of giving, special call-to-action messages will play on ABC Networks, Freeform, Radio Disney, and more. And in a statement, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger said, Our hearts go out to everyone in the devastating path of this historic storm. It's hard to fully appreciate the impact, in part because it isn't over yet, but we know thousands of people have lost everything and faced the daunting challenge of putting their lives and communities back together, and we're using our unique resources and reach to help those in need. So, And if you do want to donate to the American Red Cross, you can text HARVEY to 90999. And that will donate ten dollars if you do that. So, hmm. oh, that's cool that they're they're doing something to help. I mean, yeah, nice. I think they usually do things like this during sort of. Uh, I mean, natural you know, disasters and things like that. I, I'm a part of a lot of uh, Disney. I, I guess like Facebook groups. I don't know, like love of Disney groups. Anyway, there's a lot of people that have that are from Texas that have either like driven to Disney or flown to Disney or whatever because they just want to avoid the, all the all the stuff that's going on in Texas. Yeah, like there's one there I've this is one family that was on vacation at Disney when all the hurricane stuff happened and their house like flooded, and so they're still at Disney. <laughs> Because why would they come back to flooding? Yeah. They're just if you've gonna got wait. the means, that's for sure. But yeah, they're just gonna idea. wait to come for it to come down. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 terrible with all the people in in Houston and, and all the areas have to deal with. Um, is it the worst one they've seen since Katrina? Is that what I'm, yeah. I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the first hurricane that's hit a major hurricane that's hit U.S. landfall. I think in like ten years or so. Well, it's, it would have been twelve years, and yeah. Katrina is no five, yeah. but yeah, that's good. The um, so this tomorrow or th- or today, if you're listening to this um, podcast on Thursday, the that they're doing the day of giving. So yeah, if you want to donate to America Red Cross, that, which is a great one to choose, um, you know, ten dollars will go to that, and that that would be good for those. Yeah, and just people. a word of warning for people, considering I. I do internet things all day long. Um, be wary of who you're donating to. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of these. Unfortunately, people will create, you know, donate money to this cause and things like that that are just scams. So yeah, you don't know do where that. you're donating your money. I mean, Red Cross is obviously a good one. Convoy of Hope, those places like that that um, are have a reputation. Legit, yes. Yeah. So for sure. Just uh, yeah, double check before you donate some money out there, but. Obviously, the the well-known organizations are going to be your best bet. Absolutely. Okay. Next story. Uh, Next story is SeaWorld is under criminal investigation. Uh, The U.S. Department of Justice is reviewing company statements about the the movie Blackfish. And the story goes on to say that SeaWorld is under criminal investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice for statements made by company executives about the documentary Blackfish. Uh... In June, SeaWorld officials disclosed that the DOJ was investigating trades of SeaWorld securities uh, made by company executives following the film's release in 2013, as well as statements about how the documentary was impacting the company. Uh, Sandra Moser, acting chief of the DOJ's fraud section, confirmed in court filings that her division is conducting a criminal probe into SeaWorld. 
the DOJ's fraud section investigates and prosecutes sophisticated economic crime. Uh, Moser filed a motion in federal court Friday seeking to intervene in a 2014 civil lawsuit filed by a group of SeaWorld shareholders. The investors claim SeaWorld executives misled them about the impact of Blackfish and how it was having an impact on the theme park attendance and revenue. So that's basically... Yeah, it goes on to say a bunch more stuff about the lawyers and stuff. But basically, uh, it seems like SeaWorld was misleading their shareholders. Well, they had came out and said that Blackfish wasn't having that big of an impact and it wasn't affecting them. And clearly it did. Clearly. And they were saying it to probably try and calm the waters after Mm -hmm. it was happening. But, um, you know... I, whether or not that's fraud or not, I don't know because it could set a weird precedent that any time is it really fraud if you're just trying to basically calm fears about you know I guess it's misleading to some extent but at the same time it's like with Disney if uh, you know attendance is down and they say oh things are okay and maybe they thought they were at the time okay and, the difference the difference here is is that. Okay, not giving them all the information that the shareholders are privy to. I mean, like, if you're saying, like, oh, revenue is fine, it's here and here, but it's actually really lower, or attendance numbers are super low, yeah, they're going to have to know that. Well, it's another thing. And Disney doesn't hide that stuff either. It's another thing if they were... It doesn't say that they were, like, forging documents or telling, oh, like, making up numbers. It sounds like what they're saying is Blackfish isn't having that big of an impact. And maybe, I mean, my, my only thing about this, and I, I'm being trying to be completely objective. I have no skin in the game when it comes to SeaWorld. But uh, it just seems that maybe, I mean, maybe at the time they didn't think it was. Or maybe they thought it would blow over and it wasn't going to have that big of an effect. It's hard I, to know. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're, I think they're trying to save their own, but. Right, but. So do many other companies. I don't know. I don't know if it falls into fraud, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, interesting. By the way, I haven't been to SeaWorld in... Oh, my gosh. I think I was a kid. Uh, I was at SeaWorld in California, but it was probably 15 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. It's been a while. Yeah. Should pre- I should probably go back so they help them with their attendance numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Giving charity to theme parks, uh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I wanted to say about the news this week. Um, we're going to move on to Disney Bits. Disney Bits, Disney Bits, Disney Bits. That's my new song. Not, you don't like it? It's not what I'm wanting, but Aww, okay. I tried. Uh, I will get actual music. Okay. Got to get around to Don't make it cheesy. Make it amazing. It is what it will be. Okay. Uh, New candlelight processional celebrity narrators have been announced. Uh, Disney recently announced four additional celebrity narrators for the 2017 Epcot candlelight processional. The holiday favorite has a few performances every night from around Thanksgiving up until just after Christmas. A celebrity narrator is joined by a live orchestra, a Disney choral group, and a different guest performance choral group in telling the Christmas story through reading and song. And the list of the celebrities is, so it says, November 24th through the 26th is to be determined. 
Matt Bomer is November 27th to November 28th. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is December 1st to December 3rd. Pat Sajak is December 4th to the 5th. Uh, Warwick Davis, who is uh, from Harry Potter and Star Wars. What did he play in Star Wars again? He was Ewok. Um, uh, he was an Ewok, yeah. but he was also um, R2-D2 That's for right. a while. Uh, Warwick Davis will be December 12th to the 14th. Trace Adkins will be December 15th to the 17th. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris will be December 18th to the 21st. Uh, CCH Pounder, the 22nd to the 24th. JC Velasquez. Okay. (laughs) JC Velasquez, the 25th to the 27th. And Chandra Wilson, 28th to the 30th. Chandra Wilson. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So the new narrators this year are Matt Bomer, Warwick Davis, CHH Pounder, and Pat Sajak. So um, the other ones have done it before, and they're still filling in the times um for the ones that haven't been uh, announced yet but they have a pretty good lineup so far i really want to see neil patrick harris i've heard he's like really entertaining uh, i heard yeah i i can't say that i i don't know reading a story i don't know i don't get that part of it i've never seen it though you've never seen it so you can't you can't say it i can just say it yeah you, you can't you can't, you can't judge l- jared you can't judge what i can say is i love christmas but i've heard i don't know christmas. i'm sure it's cool but it's very sweet. It's like, uh, I mean, it's like, it's more of a kind of a tradition for a lot of people. I mean, it's like a Christmas time tradition. So I think it'd be cool to do when we go in December, if you want to. We will see. You think about that, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, next news story. No, next Disney bit. Sorry. Get your bit straight. Sorry. Ne- next Disney bit. Uh, Disney plans to begin phase one of Flamingo Crossing's retail space development in 2018. Uh, it says, Walt Disney Company is set to begin work on a project that has been delayed since 2007. Uh, retail and restaurant space will be developed in Flamingo Crossings starting in 2018. Uh, Disney has plans to build and retain ownership of roughly 237,000 square feet of space located in the area west of SR-429. Uh, where where would that be? I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, let's see. Well, while you look at that, I'll look. And uh, see. The project will take place in three phases. Concept art shows the final product to be home to 29 retail and restaurant structures spread over an area of 45 acres. Uh, development plans for the retail space haven't been created yet. Disney would lease the land directly or build structures on the property and then lease that space to retailers. Any forthcoming development plans would be reviewed by the Reedy Creek Development District rather than Orange County. And it says, as Disney already possesses retail and restaurant space in Disney Springs, uh, Flamingo Crossings will be built with a different mindset. As opposed to Disney Springs, higher end and uh, (coughs) excuse me, experiential retailers experiential okay yeah, yeah that's what it sounds. Uh, flamingo crossing would feature value-oriented retailers and primarily fast casual dining more shopping and i'm not sure exactly where this is location wise but it's relatively i can tell you that it's by town place suites by marriott and spring hill suites by marriott um, with plans for a new Hampton Inn Suites. 
So wherever that is, <laughs> that's where it's going. Um, well, it makes so, sense. I think the biggest complaint against Disney Springs has been it's definitely going after the high-end group of people and yeah. sort of leaving out the you know more families and maybe middle class that come to Disney. So this would be probably more tailored toward them. So yeah, it's probably a pretty good move to. There's no, no, I mean, if they said they've had it for a while and like they just started working on it since 2007, they had the plans to do it. Sure. They just haven't done it. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it'll be exciting to see what it turns out to be if it's higher end. No, it's not higher end. Oh, it's not. I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. So it's like, like an outlet. Kind no, of. it's just, it's just not. They said Disney Springs is the higher end version. This is going to be okay, more gotcha. value based gotcha. and casual dining. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. Somebody doesn't listen Yay. to the news stories when they're read. I'm sorry. I, mu- I must have skipped over that. I'm, I apologize, Jared. Do you forgive me? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, the next one here is Walt Disney World restaurants featured in Visit Orlando's annual Magical Dining Month. Um, Orlando has an awesome culinary scene enduring. This is in an article. This is not my words. Uh, <laughs> Orlando has an awesome culinary scene enduring. Visit Orlando's Magical Dining Month, sponsored by American Express, beginning August 25th and continuing through October 1st, 2017. Over 100 Orlando area restaurants will offer a prefix dinner, which is you don't get to choose it, uh, for only $35. This does not include tax or gratuity per person. Uh, $1 from each meal will benefit Freedom Ride and Base Camp Children's Cancer Foundation. And there's a list of the restaurants here. So there is Boatwright's Dining Hall, Grand Floridian Cafe. How do you say that one? El, Mi- El Molino. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gico, Morimoto Asia, Olivia's Cafe, Paddlefish, uh, Ravello at the Four Seasons, STK, uh, the Turf Club, uh, the Wave of American Flavors and Todd English's Blue Zoo. Yep, and you can see the menus for each of the restaurants and what has been released, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yay! So. Those, those, all these um, restaurants look very good, except for Boat Rights. Boat Rights is not very good. So, and Grand, Grand Floridian Cafe is okay. Oh no! Anyway. I I I want to I want to eat Morimoto Asia one day, and Jiko, for sure. But that's kind of cool. Thirty five dollars for all that food. That's awesome. Cool. And it goes part of the money goes to the Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Okay. I don't really have much to say about that, but we're going to put that out there. Okay. Next story. Uh, Force Friday two coming to Disney Springs. Uh, the World of Disney Store at Disney Springs will be hosting Force Friday, where you can be among the first to discover new Star Wars The Last Jedi-themed merchandise. An array of specialty items available only at Disney Parks will include apparel, pins, toys, retail magic bands, vinylmation figures, and more. Doors will open at midnight from uh, 12.01 a.m. to 4 a.m. You'll also be able to unlock Star Wars The Last Jedi characters and augmented reality over Force Friday 2 weekend with the Star Wars app. Uh, for guests attending the event at Disney Springs, registration for Force Friday 2 will take place outside the World of Disney store entrance across from Basin on August 31st, beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, guests will be given a numbered wristband on a first-come, first-served basis. 
Once a wristband is received, guests are invited to return to the World of Disney Store by 11.30 p.m. where they will be lined up in sequential order. Doors open at 12.01 a.m. and the event ends at 4 a.m. Wow. Like, okay, reading this, this is a lot of specific information. Okay, you get a wristband, then you get in line, and you get in line in order of your number or whatever, and then you get to enter. I'm just curious. um, Do you want to go and dress up as, like, Ewoks or... Han Solo or something and, and try to do this because we could totally look awesome. Um, <laughs> when I read that, my thing is um, I don't want to stay up from 12 to 4. 12 to 4. I was surprised. I mean, is, did all? they do that last year? They must have. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if they did the same times and everything, but um, I guess that merchandise is so popular. I mean, so those are popular. offering like a free bed to lay in. Well, it's specialty it. items. Yeah. Oh, and it's the first of the last Jedi stuff. So of course, or people will be excited. That's cool that they do this. Yeah, I wouldn't do it personally, but yeah, it's cool that they offer it. You get to do. There's like an app. It says augmented reality or Force Friday Two Weekend. Oh, that's cool. You get to unlock the characters. Yeah, I I would actually. I wouldn't mind doing this or something like this in the future if I like had enough like uh, uh, notice about it. Of course, we won't be there like at that time. We'll I would argue driving, you would do terrible with this. Why? Why because you can't terrible? stay awake past eleven o'clock. I need my sleep. Right, that's what I'm saying. If it's midnight to four a.m. But what uh, what I was saying before is if I had time to plan for it, then I could I could work it out. I don't think there's any amount of planning you could do where you would be content waiting in line <laughs> how many people do you think they're allowing i i know it it didn't say i mean it's in the world of disney store nothing is huge yeah i don't know i didn't really give those details okay well cool star wars fans need to listen up to that one so okay next story also about disney springs yeah, Ripple Maker prints Disney characters on your coffee now at Tea Traders. And the Tea Traders Cafe by Joffrey's at Disney Springs has launched a new technology that prints Disney characters right on top of your beverage of choice. Uh, called Ripple Maker, the machine prints using coffee dust, and it takes about 20 seconds to produce the image of any foam topped beverage. There are four designs available Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Disney Springs logo, and a Joffrey's logo. Uh, you can find Tea Trader uh, across from the boathouse in the landing at Disney Springs. We're doing this. We like coffee. We like Disney. It makes sense. I want to do cool. this. It's cool. I always get iced coffee, though. Yeah, but like, I want to do this just for. I want to take a picture of it. I just want to well, have we a can get picture. It. That's fine. Okay, just one. Just one. Just one little cup. That's all I want. But yeah, I think it's cute. I mean, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I don't think it's going to add to the enjoyment of the coffee, but... Do you think they'll charge more for it? I wouldn't think so. It doesn't say in the article, but... I mean, I think it's free. Huh. Yay! So exciting. Well, anyway. Okay, next story. Uh, Maria and Enzo coming to Disney Springs this fall. Uh, Maria and Enzo is an Italian restaurant that is expected to debut sometime this fall at Disney Springs. 
Now, this latest newcomer to Disney Dining will be located in the same building that will house the Edison. Uh, located in the landing, the complex of buildings containing these restaurants will highlight the Disney Springs origin story through unique cuisine and immersion. While the Edison will be themed as a repurposed electrical power plant, Maria and Enzo will be themed as a former airline terminal. It is also rumored that the restaurant will include a rum running tunnel. I'm excited for Edison. I was going to say, speaking of the Edison, when does it open? I think it's like the end of the year now, right? Yeah, pretty sure. We'll have to do an update on construction while we're there. Yeah. Um, Maria and Enzo. I've never heard of it. This is like the third. I think we've run a story or we've talked about a story about a new restaurant at Disney Springs in the last like month. Like every news story. Like yeah. they're just adding and adding and adding. Which is fine. Go go for it. I like I like restaurants. I think that's why they're adding them. Because <laughs> people like to eat. Yeah. And it's cool that they're doing the whole is it like steampunk themed? Is that what I'm getting? Like the Edison is supposed to be? Like turn of the century steampunk? Um I said Yeah. I mean like a renovated power plant, so possibly. Maybe. Okay. I don't know if it's steampunk. But. Okay. We'll have to see. Yeah. Okay. Next one. And, oh, this is just a mention. I, we don't have a link for this, um, but I just want to mention that the model for Tinkerbell, Ginny Mack, um, she passed away at 90. Um, and she, yeah, she looks very similar to the cartoon Tinkerbell from Peter Pan. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so that's it for Disney Bits. We're going to move on to Disney Rumors. And um, I will go ahead and read this one because I'm excited about it. And I really want to read it. Okay, Jared? Accept this. Okay. (laughs) So um, basically it's, is Hollywood Studios about to get a name change? We know the answer is yes. It's just what is the name change going to be? So there we go. Let's see. Uh, Brayden from the YouTube channel called Mickey Views has discovered a focus group survey that supports the rumor of a name change coming to Hollywood Studios. Brayden has also been so kind um, to provide the high-res photos for this article, and you can see that in the show notes. It appears a new stu- new survey is being sent out by Disney Park Survey that gives a clue as to the new direction the park is going to head in. From the description, it looks like there is a turn from simply honoring the world of film to actually jumping inside the storylines and participating in the movies that we know and love. The survey then goes on to ask the the guests to rank the top five of of the suggested new names of the park. Choices include, and this is where it's interesting, Disney Kaleidoscope Park, Disney Storyverse Park, Disney Hyperia Park, Disney Beyond Park, Disney Cinemagic Park, Disney Legends Park, Disney XL Park, Disney Cinemagin Park. These new names would take the identity of the park away from the golden age of Hollywood to a theme focused more on the storylines of the movies themselves. Um, It appears the names Disney Storyverse Park and Disney Beyond Park are gaining a little bit of traction. Uh, So... Okay, these these names, Jared. Mm-hmm. Which one of those would you absolutely hate? I know which one I would hate. 
the Disney XL park? Like, what is the that XL and extra large? That one in Kaleidoscope. I don't like. know. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. I do Cinemagic. Cinemagic? You like that one? Cinemagic. Out of all those, I think the one that makes, at least to me, that seems to be the one that's catchiest would be Disney Beyond. Disney Beyond. But I still think just calling it Disney's Hollywood. Maybe. Or call it the Hollywood Adventure. I think, I mean... Some of these suggestions, I'm like, really? Like, is this real? <laughs> you know, like, what is... I, I don't know. I do like Beyond is Good. I, is Cinemagine weird? Disney Cinemagine Park? Well, when I look at these, I, huh. I think, okay, what are people going to say, like, hey, let's go to Magic Kingdom. Let's go to... Ep-. I just find it hard for people to go, hey, let's go to Kaleidoscope Park. Yeah. Or let's go to Cinemagic. Because to me, it's being too... Beyond. Let's go to Beyond. Park? Well, it's just being too, I guess, specific. You know, it's like cinemagic. Like we get it. You're trying to be like in the movies, and there's magic involved. Like I think if you just call it like Disney's Hollywood, like yeah, let's go to Hollywood. I mean, I think people are still going to refer to it as Hollywood Studios for a while anyway. I kind of agree. I don't think they should take the Hollywood name out. I don't either. Like I think that should be included in the name, especially whenever somehow. you're going to keep the theater as the center focus of the park, anyways. Right. So. Just play it. It's called the Hollywood Adventure and be done with it. Hollywood Adventure. I think that's the simplest way to do that it. That really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard that. How many, How long have we heard that? Years that they're going to change it to Hollywood Adventure. Well, I didn't even think about that. I just, because you've got California Adventure out in Disneyland. Yeah. So just call this Hollywood Adventure because it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it essentially is a Hollywood Adventure. And yeah. you don't have to, like, I mean... I know Disney has money, but you don't have to spend as much money changing your signage. Yeah. Or even Disney's Hollywood. I don't hate that. I know what bothers me about this. Okay, so Magic Kingdom, Kingdom is a place. Epcot community is in the the sea, the experimental community, whatever, is a place. Mm -hmm. Animal Kingdom is a place. None of these, except for the word park, like none of the, the, the I guess the buzzwords or whatever, are a place. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, you wouldn't yeah. say, yeah, I'm going to, Hi- I'm going to beyond, a Hyperion maybe, but I'm going to beyond. Like, you wouldn't say that. Right. I don't know. I, I think that's what bothers me about it. You would still call Hollywood Studios. You still call it like, I'm going to Hollywood. You just, like, if it was Hollywood Adventure, you could still just call it Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. We'll I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of those suggestions. Disney, Hollywood Adventure is my pick. So anyway, mine too. <laughs> mine too. Okay, I'll go ahead and read this next rumor as well. Um, there's a bunch of rumors floating around about you know the, uh, the Indiana Jones land that we talked about already and, um retheming of certain places but uh what i want to talk about in this article that i've chosen has a bunch of those that we've already talked about but they did um mention something about the muppets and that's what i want to point out here um there are rumblings that a muppet show akin to the muppets present great moments in american history is being considered for grand avenue at disney's hollywood studios 
The twist would be that the Muppets perform renditions of the various Star Wars movies in the parks. It makes sense that this would be considered. Grand Avenue is de facto queue, is a de facto queue for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, meaning that there's a huge captive audience that will be congregated there. Entertaining them while in line is a savvy move, and neither interactive games nor on-the-ground streetmosphere seems viable. Going above the crowd seems like a perfect solution. So, what they're saying, this what this rumor is basically saying is, the the um, the show that's in Liberty Square called Muppets Presents Great Moments in American History that they perform. I don't know how many times a day they do it, um, but they are basically in the windows, at the like the top floor. They come out and they just have this show. They just start talking, singing, whatever. They want to do this with the Grand Avenue area to keep guests entertained as they walk back and forth between Star Wars and the rest of the park. Is that what you're getting to? Yeah. Okay. Yes or no? What do you like about that? That's like a good that? idea. I mean, you are going to have people... I mean, the whole area is essentially a queue to get into Star Wars land. That's why they're adding yeah. restaurants and stuff like that in there, too. Yeah. Um, I actually think... This is just my opinion. I've said it before. Uh, I think there's a very good chance the Muppets Theater show is going to go away in the next couple of years, maybe. Five years or so. We'll see. But if that is the case, this keeps a Muppets presence in the park. Just not having their own featured attraction. But if they bring them in for the show, then maybe they'll keep them, the Muppet Vision. Maybe they'll just redo Muppet Vision. Like, just they make could, it, like, update it. But my, my point would be you would then have a Muppets attraction and this Muppets pop-up show that would happen. I don't know. To me, I read that and I just thought I could see them kind of thinking of this if they're looking at phasing out Muppets. I kind of hope not. I mean, I know they're like they're kid, you know, kid-centric or whatever, but a lot of kids don't know what they are. They're not really kid-centric anymore. I know. It's more nostalgia thing. Like I've said before, I think the future of them in Hollywood Studios Mm -hmm. hinges on the movie coming up. Yeah. If it does well, yeah. I think they'll stay. If it doesn't, I think... Because they've already seen the, the sign change. They've gotten rid of the Miss Piggy fountain out there. Yeah. I don't know. It leads a lot of... of it leads me to believe that they're <laughs> at least preparing for the fact that they may take it out. Now, if it does really yeah. well in the movie, they may say, okay, maybe there's a a revamp of Muppets a little bit. And they use that to update the show. But if there's yeah. not and the movie doesn't do good, then they say, okay, put something else in the show. You still have yeah. Pizza Rizzo or whatever, Rizzo's Pizza. pizza and Rizzo. you have the Muppet show in Magic Kingdom and in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, we'll see. Just my theory. Could be wrong, but that's kind of what I... You're probably wrong. That's a terrible theory. Well... You know, I'm, I've I'm been just, wrong before. I'm just joshing you. But just I'm, joshing I've you. been right before, too. But. Okay, that's it for rumors. Um, we're going to close out the show with just a little tiny discussion. Um, we're going to focus on getting to Disney. Basically, whether you take a plane or you get in a plane or take a car getting to Disney. We want to know, or we're going to talk about, what do we, what do you take with you to keep yourself company? 
on long trips to Disney. And I I know what I do now that I'm an adult. And I mean, I know what I need. I need iPad or somewhere something to watch like movies on. Mm-hmm. I need my phone and like a magazine or two, like if I'm in the plane. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, mine if depends. you're in a plane. What? If you're in a plane only, like car's different. But well, I have twofold. So okay, if I'm driving the car, or I'm a passenger in the car, or in the plane. Oh, so, okay. so typically when we drive, I or when we yeah when we drive, I tend to drive the most. All I need are basically as any my phone mm-hmm. with podcasts or audiobooks mm-hmm. and my headphones. And I'll put one ear in. I don't mm-hmm. put both in. Everybody, but one ear in. <laughs> Jamie gets awoken by the smallest noise. So whatever. Put one ear in so I can hear and like an energy drink or coffee and I'm good. Good to go. I could drive for like 15 hours. (laughs) If I'm the passenger on a plane or in the car, uh, coffee, my phone and my computer, because usually I'll do work on my computer. Mm -hmm. Those are hotspot for my phone. And uh, that usually... That's it. That usually gets me there. I mean, mm-hmm. I might take a break and like listen to podcasts even then, but uh, yeah, usually that's kind of my thing. Yeah, especially on planes. Like last time I flew, I got the Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah, and uh, it was that's the first time I've ever done that. It was nice. I got a little work done, and you couldn't stream movies on it, but I had. You can download movies now to your iPad from Netflix. Yeah. So. That's uh, cool. That's cool. Pass it the time. Well, I know there's a bunch of technology that's like updated every year and, and these kids have all these like gadgets. Like I remember, okay, I remember in the 90s, the early 90s when I was, you know, 6 to 16, <laughs> all the way in there, um, when we would take road trips, we would have, you know, books and um, little like cards and games like that. In the 90s, you didn't really have portable dvd players i mean maybe some toward the end of the 90s but 1990 1991 92 93 you didn't have that so you had to keep yourself occupied somehow um play the sign game have you ever played the sign game not really because we always had game boys and like okay well game boys too okay you're a boy we didn't i, I didn't do that one i was yeah, we just girl. played game boys in the uh, sega one yeah okay game gear yeah but that was when you were like older like toward the teenager mm, right no they had game boys when i was at elementary school okay well i don't remember doing that because i didn't really care about that but um but now like these like especially like these vans these suvs are like souped up with like dvd players that are on the back of the seats and you know yeah. they have rear air and like oh it's just so it's so much easier to travel now this is as true a kid so yeah, I guess my main thing I need is something to watch or listen to or read something. Yeah, for whatever reason, if I can listen to something and I can get into it, I can. It seems like it sort of is my way to time travel almost because I can yeah. make time go by fast. Yeah. But if it's something I'm listening to and I don't really care about, it can actually make it drag on a little bit. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, what about you guys in podcast land? What do you take on the plane or in the car to keep yourself occupied until you get to Disney? We want to know. So you can email us at hello at capturethemagicapparel.com. 
Um, or you can, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you can send us a direct message there. And we can... Um, you can also just leave a comment on the you, on the website yes, for the episode. Yes, you can also leave a comment on the episode. Thank you, Jared. I was getting to that. <laughs> you are welcome. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so we want to know what, about what you think about what you do or what you take on in the car on the way to Disney. So, um, yeah, that's all we wanted to do for the post-discussion today. Do you have anything else you want to add about what we talked about today, Jared? I do not. Before I close out the show. No? no okay. I don't think so. All right. Well, we will be heading out to Disney tomorrow um, or today if you're listening to this on Thursday. And uh, we will be having the time of our lives. And we hope that you guys follow along with us on our trip through Instagram. And um, be sure to follow us on, uh, especially Instagram, follow us on our stories and our posts on our trip. And um, subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review if you'd like. And sign up for that newsletter on our website, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com, for a chance to receive a free t-shirt. And Remember, we will be releasing those vlogs on our YouTube channel starting in September, so make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you in the parks. Bye.